Welcome to Third Eye Science. I'm your host, Susan Bontoon, and on this podcast, we will be exploring the lines between science and spirituality. As a scientist and a yogi, I've found that these two realms do not have to be mutually exclusive. With the perspective of a logical scientist, I've navigated my own spiritual journey with a curious, open mind. I'll share lessons and tools I've found along the way and have compelling conversations with spiritual leaders, teachers, yogis, healers, and fellow travelers about their experiences and practices. In this age of information and misinformation, it's time to interpret and understand the world with your third eye. Welcome to Third Eye Science. Before we jump into the episode, I want to mention a couple of my upcoming offerings. We just had last week, we had the Third Eye Science Collective session on just after the new moon in Pisces. And I wanted to mention how beautiful it was and that the next one is on March 31st. So this is how I have 13 sessions this this year is because there's two in March. So this one coming up on the 31st, it's also a Thursday and it is for it's around the new moon in Aries, which is an incredible time for manifesting, for kind of taking the reins and taking action, moving forward in new and exciting ways. So if you are interested, please join us. It is $13 for one session, and I'll also come up with a package so that you could sign up for the rest of the year if you want to. I also want to mention the class series, the weekly class series that I'm offering this right now. It's a six week series. It just started last week. So even if you missed last week, you can still join because I'm teaching it on Soul Tribe Online, which is where I have, there is an archive, a class archive. So you can always go back and participate in in last week's class, the first one in the series. This is, the theme is Foundation of Light. And the class is Mondays, the live class is Mondays at 5.30 p.m. Pacific time. But as I mentioned, it's, you can always watch it on on the replay. I try to get the class up there later that evening. And the theme, as I mentioned, it's Foundations of Light each week for these six weeks, starting February 28th through April 4th, we'll be working with creating a strong container to hold more high-frequency light in your energetic field. This series builds each week with foundational meditation practices that will help you regulate your nervous system balance your emotional and physical bodies, and elevate your prana, aka your energy. As we continue to navigate the chaos in the world right now, it's more more important than ever to create a stable, anchored, energetic platform so you can be the calm in the storm for yourself and for the people around you. So this is a, the other thing about this class is that it's a 45 minute class and it's really rare to find a 45 minute yoga and meditation class, but I am all about efficiency and just having techniques that really work quickly. So we work with movement, breath and meditation, and then we always create time at the end for you to 
rest in Shavasana and receive energy work. This really helps you connect with your higher self and the cosmic flow of wisdom available to all of us. So if you would like to join right now, it's still only $29 a month to join Soul Tribe. So if you want to join us, scroll down. The link is in the show notes, or you can find all of my offerings at thirdeyescience.com. Enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to Third Eye Science. Thank you for joining me and for whether you're new, if you're new, welcome, or if you are a returning listener, welcome back. It has been three years. I started the podcast on my birthday on in 2019. And my birthday was this past week. And I felt, again, you'll notice that I'm um, perhaps taking weeks off here and there. And it's just when I need the break, I'm listening to my body and my energy. And I thought, oh, I wonder if maybe because my birthday was on a Thursday, it's on the 17th and the um, podcast comes out on Wednesdays. And I thought, oh, maybe I'll record one on my birthday. And it just wasn't in alignment with for me that day. But I did I did have just a, a nice long weekend to reflect on what I've been doing, what I really reflecting on my future. This is something that came in really strongly for me is really, um, uh, it's not, I don't even want to make it about manifesting. It's about creating the life, the experience that I want to experience, right? And being really intentional about my future because I feel I know (laughs) I am going to live a long life. I just have this, this intuitive knowing that I'm going to live to be, let's say over 90. And I, so for me, I'm still in my forties. It's like 46, 47. What's the difference? right? (laughs) And I've been thinking a lot about how I want to create a situation where I can basically have a second career where I get to go be a yogi and a teacher and a healer. And maybe take the financial pressure off of that by doing what I can right now to set myself up for that. And, and so that's what I'm doing. And the thought, like, so retiring in my fifties, it's, you know, it's just hilarious to even call it retirement to me because it's like, no, I'm going to leave that life that, um, chapter behind at some point and then move on to something new. And it's, um, really exciting. And so thinking about that, that's what I've been thinking about in this week of, I also felt really honored and just, um, connected to all of this energetic seasonal astrological alignments that happened in this same weekend of my birthday. It was like my birthday. Then the next day was Virgo full moon. Then, um, there was also then now today I'm 
recording this on Sunday, March 20th. It's the equinox. So there's just all this energy, new energy. And we shift from Pisces to Aquarius. And Pisces is the final sign of the Zodiac. So we're shifting into, we're essentially closing the year, the Zodiac, you know, the astrological year and starting anew. And so there are lots of opportunities (laughs) for New Year's resolutions. (laughs) I don't like to call them that, but setting intentions and really thinking about what it is that you are ready to release and let go of from the old and move into what you're creating, what experiences you would like to have in the future. And just to be clear, I'm not retiring anytime soon. It's like eight years from now. (laughs) But that's my plan. And it's um, really, even though I have a job that is very fulfilling, it's also very demanding. And I really love doing all of the things that I do right now on the side, like this podcast, like teaching yoga, like um, holding energy sessions. And I really want to be able to have more time and bandwidth to do those kinds of things, to actually spend energy, you know, put energy into expanding that. Because right now the truth is I don't have a ton of energy to expand it, but I also don't have the time to, even if I could expand it, I wouldn't be able to do all of the things, right? So thinking about that in terms of, I just wanted to share that in in case you all feel like this timing because of the astrological shift, the full moon shift, you know, it's spring, it feels like everything, it's like new growth. It's time to plant new seeds and allow new growth. It's also whenever your birthday is, I think it's a really powerful time for you to reflect on your year and then really reflect on your intentions for the coming year and the coming years. (laughs) Um, So that, that was not at all on the theme necessarily of what I was going to talk about, although I guess it could fit in to it. But what I really wanted to talk about today is this idea of balancing the compassion that we feel for everything that's happening on the planet right now and not feeling, uh, not allowing it to bring us down to a point where we cannot create, we are not allowing ourselves to feel joy and love and happiness because I would argue that that is the exact thing that we need right now is for the people who are capable of feeling love and joy and happiness and comfort to feel it and not feel guilty about it. I think it's very important for us to acknowledge what's happening on the planet. I personally do not feel like I need to spend a bunch of time watching, listening, reading the news because it can get me to a point. It just, at some point it's, it just feels like a loop that doesn't ever, there's never any resolution and it just can get really, really overwhelming. That's my personal opinion and also the way I choose to interact with media is that I I have places where I receive media. It's not, um, I'm not like putting my head in the sand and not paying attention to the events of the world. That's not at all what's happening. I have specific podcasts that I listen to. I have 
you know, specific newsletters that I listen to and sites that I can check and trust. And, um, but it's also discernment is very, very important right now. There is so much misinformation and disinformation where it's like a little bit wrong and then flat out fake news, right? And fake news was a term that Donald Trump came up with to basically try to just say that everything about him was fake news. But the truth is he, he helped create fake news. <laughs> it's, it's just, um, and there are many, many factors in that he didn't, he was not the first by any means. It's been happening for a long time, but it is very important. Just actually along those lines, I, this weekend got two separate DMs from people on Instagram who are people I know, either someone I know personally was one of them. And then the other person was someone who I think listens to the podcast. And, um, they both asked, they sent me a screenshot of an account that essentially I think started following them and, and then DM'd them and asked for basically some kind of probably, oh, I'd like to do a session with you or something. And then they're trying to basically get you <laughs> to give them money. And this is happening all over Instagram right now with, in fact, I saw an article, I think in the Atlantic, uh, about, and it said, I didn't love the title, the headline, the title headlines are always, um, but it said astrologers and psychics are huge on Instagram. And now hackers are trying, are, um, basically, pretending to be them. And I've seen this happen with people that I follow, like Rose Theodora. She's had this happen many times. She's um, an astrologer that I have had on the podcast. She has uh, quite a lot of followers on Instagram, tens of thousands. And they basically make an account that's like often similar in name or in the case of my fake account <laughs> um, instances, they were completely un like the name was not mine. And then the, it wasn't even related to third eye science, but they strip, they take your, my photos. So with Rose, they took her photos they're using and they basically fill out an account where it's just like the first page is filled with the most recent posts that, that, uh, the real account has posted. And then they put something in the bio and, um, it's always in this right now. It just seems like it's in this realm of spirituality and wellness. And it's super disturbing, but it's also, you know, the thought of, well, the thought of some fake account trying to basically using my images, which are not okay. You know, that's not okay to use my images. And many of them are images of me, right? Uh, using them, creating this fake account, and then trying to get, take advantage of people. Just so you know, I will never DM you and ask you to sign up for a session or something, you know, or ask you to do a thing with me. If you, D if you DM me, I'll reply, <laughs> but I don't, I'm not reaching out to people. I don't have the bandwidth to do that. I think at some point there, that was kind of a common thing that people who were really trying to start their business, that's what they were doing. They were trying to they were reaching out to people to create connections and, you know, possibly more clients. I am not doing that, just so you know. So if you ever get a DM from 
some account that looks like mine, but isn't quite right, just report it. (laughs) My account is third eye science. That's, it's pretty clear. Um, And that's why it's really important if it's important that we have this, we have the podcast, I can mention the offerings I have, you can go directly to my website. And then I also have a newsletter. So you can please, you know, if you are interested in knowing, because social media is getting so crazy, also the algorithm is just really, algorithms are making it really hard for a small account to actually be seen by anyone. So it's just uh, really important that if you do want to keep track of what's going on, you can go to my website or sign up for the newsletter or both. And the newsletter is really just, I send it once a month or every couple of weeks at most. Um, And it's just about my offerings. But this, yeah, I'm just seeing this happen over and over again with other people that I follow. And then I just report the account as well. And I'm sure there are people at Instagram trying to figure out how to keep them out. But it's, it's just a perfect example of what's happening in the in the world of media, right? There's just so, that's why it's so important to have discernment. When you read something that sounds really just not quite right or super um, polarizing, I just ask you to, in if you are going to allow it to influence your decision-making or how you look at the world, then please really consider what all sides of a story, which is infinite. (laughs) So nearly impossible to do, but it is because there are, you know, nearly 8 billion people on this planet and we all have different perspectives. So I just think it's really important that we have discernment to know what is the truth. And that that is, again, I'm going to come back to this thing that I talk about all the time, which is you have to have an inward looking practice that allows you to tune in, to tap into your internal intuitive wisdom. Because you actually know what's true for you, inside you. You don't need all these media people telling you what's true for you. You do need media to tell you what's happening in the world in a neutral way. That's what journalism is supposed to be. Um... And so that's where I'm going to come back to the theme of holding this compassion. Like, yes, there is (laughs) just complete chaos happening in the world right now. And there are also, so, you know, there's this war in Ukraine this crazy man with a basically his finger, you know, on the about to press go on World War Three. And I hate to even say that, put it into the field, because as I said last time in the last episode, that we I truly believe that we are capable of shifting the planet. This is not the end. And so, but coming back to you, you cannot feel guilty, constantly feeling guilty about what's going on in the world and the things that you have or, you know, 
when you get to feel joy and happiness, it's so important for you to feel joy and happiness. That is an innate human experience is that we can find joy. We can find moments of connection and love in any situation. And yes, there are many people suffering on this planet. Right now, the media is only talking about the people suffering in the Ukraine. And that's maybe not only, but it's, it's certainly the loudest. But the truth is, your neighbor might be suffering. You might be suffering. And suffering is, <laughs> it is a spectrum. It's just like I talk about trauma being a spectrum. Like we all have childhood trauma. It's just, you may not have been physically abused, but there is something in your childhood that impacted you in a way that shaped who you became. That's just true. That's part of being human. And so it's the same. If you have all this suffering within you, how are you able to give compassion and love and energy to these people who are suffering in very extreme ways. Because I know as someone who's listening to this podcast, I know you are sensitive and you really care a lot about the planet and about humanity and about your spiritual journey. And you're willing to do some self-inquiry and get reflective about your feelings, your emotions. So just as it's important to feel your feelings, acknowledge them, allow them to flow through you without taking them out on somebody else who has nothing to do with it because it's all about you. It's just as important for us to acknowledge the suffering happening in the world and have compassion and even be moved by what's happening on the planet. I am not saying that I am like cold heartedly what, you know, ignoring the news. That's not what I'm saying. I cry. cry. Tears are shed on a daily, the daily basis here, here over here in my world. (laughs) But I don't let it impact my entire being, right? I allow, I feel that if we can, if we can release a little bit of that suffering for the collective through an emotional response, it is a great service that you were doing for those people. Maybe even that person that you saw a picture of that made you cry. Or if you don't feel, you know, as sensitive as I am about these things, maybe you are just like trying to, maybe you're either numb to it and you just watch it and just can't even feel anything. So invite the feeling in, maybe put yourself in the situation, put yourself in that person's shoes, because the truth is you are them. They are you. And so imagine what it would be like to be have to have to have left flee your home with your cat in a bag cuz you don't want them to be killed in a bombing, right? And to go live in a subway with your entire neighborhood. Imagine what that must be like. And then the people who are fleeing not knowing what, what's going to happen on the other end of this journey. And the amount, I mean, I truly was so moved by 
what was happening in Berlin that people were welcoming these people in. And, and then I heard something about there were some young tech savvy people made an app to, to actually connect um, refugees and people who are willing to house refugees. And I mean, that's just incredible. Humanity is so incredible. And at the same time, there are many refugees who are not welcomed in Berlin or in the United States, in Texas, right? Like in Florida, the number of refugees that are coming from south of here in the United States, and I, maybe, you know, the U.S. government wouldn't use the word refugee, but I would. Like, these people are essentially so desperate that they cannot, they're so desperate to leave because they cannot survive in the situation that they're in. And they're coming to a place that promises opportunity. This is what our country was built on and we are not welcoming them. (laughs) And so I, you know, I just want to show that there are just so many, I have so many feelings around all of it and it's not, this is not to judge anyone. I think it's beautiful what's happening right now in Berlin. I'm not judging that at all. I think, um, but the fact that I think that people can see themselves in these Ukrainians, it makes it different. And that's, you know, the inherent implicit bias and racism is really alarming. To me, it just jumped out. Like I was like, whoa, this is really crazy. Cause it happens all over the all over Europe. You know, people are fleeing across the Mediterranean and trying to get into Greece and trying to get in out of Syria. You know, think about the Middle East and like all the people that are trying to get out to a place so they can survive. This is not, um, these are not, it's not a diabolical action. They are just like, it's a desperate plea for help. And we often turn them away and especially in the U S and so I, I mean, I do, I just want to, I'm just showing how I have deep compassion for what's happening all around the planet. And I also do not feel guilty for having a job and, you know, essentially having an incredibly privileged life. But how am I going to use that privilege? And I don't mean this in the way, like the word privilege has sort of been tainted in a way. The truth is privilege, the definition of privilege is having the ability to do something that others don't, right? And whether you have that privilege because of your financial job status, your, um, your skin color, your gender, your, um, age, your apparent beauty. There are many different reasons that people are given privilege in our societies. And how are you willing to use that privilege? So one of the main things that I do, and this isn't the only thing I do, but every single day I hold energy and space and love. Like I, I connect, I amplify the love and the energy and the light that I am and I send it to 
the planet, like to not only to, to the planet, to like literally to planet earth, to the plants this morning, I was even like thinking about the phytoplankton in the ocean because (laughs) that's just who I am. Um, I, I also connect to the collective human energetic grid. There is this energy that connects us all and you can tap into that and you can give energy. And by the way, your energy is infinite. So it doesn't have to deplete you, but it's, you know, you have to be really intentional about it. So feeling these moments of connection I think is incredibly powerful, probably the most powerful thing that we can do aside from impacting someone directly, like personally, like if you, yeah, if you bring in a refugee, you are changing that person's life forever, right? And I would just offer that we can And I don't think this is a cop-out. Like I actually truly believe that if we all spend a few minutes a day sending love to the collective and you can specifically guide it towards the direction of the Ukraine or of Syria or of, you know, specific places or someone you know who's suffering, deeply suffering. And this is, it's essentially, it's a prayer, but through energy. That's the way I look at it. And it's so important for us to remember that every time, so when we feel joy and connection and love, we're feeding that energy that we can then give, right? So it's this over the cup overflowing, right? It's the whole idea of self-care. Self-care is not selfish. It's actually necessary because if you don't take care of yourself, you don't have enough to give. You need your cup to overflow, your vessel to overflow with energy so that you can you have plenty. That means you have plenty. You have what you need to be safe, comfortable, and healthy. And then you, then you have lots of energy to give. And it requires, I think, a significant amount of time. And most people don't... <laughs> Don't commit a a very significant amount of time. And then the other thing that I wanted to bring up was this like allowing, really acknowledging beauty and um, magical things in the world. So yesterday on my, I went on a long walk and it was just such a gorgeous day. Maybe it wasn't yesterday. It was the day before. And because yesterday it was rainy. (laughs) Yesterday, well, I'll get into what I did yesterday. But um, yeah, so two days ago I went on this walk and, and I just really allowed myself to be in awe of the beauty of the world. And this is a walk I do pretty regularly, like at least probably once or twice a week, I get to go down to the ocean, the cliffs, and I, there were, it's spring, so there are so many flowers blooming, and there was an area along the train tracks I was walking, and I, and then I just got this whiff of beautiful flowers, and I stopped in my tracks, like stopped, and looked around, because I didn't see the flowers, and I couldn't, I didn't find them. They were like, they must've been around over the bend, (laughs) like over the hill on the other side. And I, but it was just really, it felt really good to take a moment to acknowledge it. And then, 
And then as I got closer to the ocean, there's all these um, beautiful, big, I think they're called echium. There are these huge kind of succulent looking bushes. And then in the spring, they have these flowers, these purple flowers. And there's a pathway that kind of narrows between all these bushes. And, and there were so many bees in these purple flowers. And it just made me so happy, like, to really see spring. It's, you know, it's just like the perfect example of what happens when spring arrives, right? And and then I, as I was like almost back, to, before I get to my house, I have to kind of cross under the highway. So it's like under an overpass and and there's an exit ramp and it, it can get kind of hectic with the... <laughs> all the traffic. And so I, you know, stand there at, at like crosswalks and wait, I have to be really careful. And I saw a monarch butterfly, which I haven't seen one this season. Um, I know that they're here. They're definitely here. I need to go. We have a local park called, um, natural bridges that has a grove that is filled. And a couple of years ago, I got to go and see. And it was like 2000 monarch butterflies in this little eucalyptus grove. I mean, it's just so incredible. And it happens every single year. And it's like on any given day, it might be a few hundred or a few thousand butterflies and they rest there. It's just so, so there, many of them are just hanging in the trees and then many are flying around. So it's just like one of the most magical things I've ever seen actually. And in the natural world, you know, it's just so beautiful. And it, and so they just truly make me happy and they make me feel that reminder of like spirit is with me. Guides are with me. Um, I have, yeah, I have a, I feel like I have a connection to, to bees as well. So the bees made me really happy and, and it's just, so I again invite you, somebody who listens to this podcast, um, reached out to me and mentioned that he saw a, he had, he's been calling in spirit animals and, um, this rooster has been showing up every day and (laughs) it's, it's just, so beautiful to like really spend just all you have to do is like open yourself up to the signs like okay show me some signs guides and spirit animals and and then you can re just do some reflection on what this what this thing means and for me the butterfly is just it's like this beautiful symbol of freedom for some reason. It's like they met, you know, they went through all this pain and suffering. (laughs) They were a caterpillar and then they were in a cocoon and then they emerge as a flying insect. (laughs) It's like they were this like creepy crawly thing. And then they emerge with these beautiful wings. It's so cool. And so for me, they're just, um, they're really inspiring of transformation. Yeah. A beautiful symbol of transformation and, and then becoming free to be who you are. And so acknowledging every time you acknowledge that. And so the same thing, when you stand on the beach and you watch the waves just ebb and flow, just watch them come in. It's very soothing. It's relaxing. You're connecting to the natural rhythm of our planet. So any time that you can connect, it's so meaningful. And if you don't live, if you live in a city where you don't have a ton of nature, 
you can bring nature in. I, if you follow me on Instagram, you know, I always have flowers, fresh flowers. I feel that they are such a high vibrational. They're again, like these little nature spirits. I, of course, use crystals. They really connect me to the earth as well. So there are lots of ways, plants, house plants. When you have a lot of green, I mean, it just, it uplifts the energy of a home. So whatever you can do to connect to nature, I highly, highly recommend. And then of course, connecting to your loved ones, to the people in your life and, and even strangers, right? Like acknowledging the smile that someone gives you as you walk past them, a stranger or acknowledging, especially now, like we're actually (laughs) not the mask mandates have lifted in many places. And so you're getting to see people's faces again. And it's, um, I think it's worth really acknowledging that it's important for us to show our faces to each other and to acknowledge each other's faces. It's not the same thing on a screen. So please allow yourself to feel all of it, this whole spectrum of emotions that are happening on the planet and do not edit out the love, the joy, the happiness even. You're allowed to be happy when other people aren't. And that, and that is something that I, I learned the hard way was, um, in my family, my dad was one of those people that he changed the energy of the room, you know, when he was, when he was angry or moody, he, he made it so that everyone else was going to feel it. And it took me a long time to figure out that like, oh, I don't have to live that way. I don't have to be impacted by this other person's mood. And I know that can be really hard. And it also is important to be appropriate, right? We don't want to, when someone is truly suffering, we can't be like, oh, you'll be fine. But look at this amazing thing that's happening. <laughs> like that's not helpful in that moment, right? We we need to be discerning about when we're going to talk about our joy and our happiness, but that doesn't mean that you can't feel it all the time. And if you're having a hard time cultivating that, actually connecting to joy, then I invite you to do some movement. Like, so just getting outside in nature is a great way But even something as simple as just putting on an awesome song that you love and dancing. This doesn't have to be anything more complicated than that. Just move your body. Move, breathe. The thing about moving is that you automatically require deeper breaths. So you could also do this, make this shift happen with with a simple breath practice as well. So when you feel overwhelmed from what's happening in the world, I invite you to give yourself a moment to connect with either movement, breath, nature, maybe something you love, someone or something, some being you love, this could include pets because I actually think pets are in a lot of ways the easiest ones to help shift our energy (laughs) because they are just little beings of light 
and love. And this is why we love them so much. (laughs) They don't hold a grudge, right? It's also why we get so incensed when someone is mistreating a pet or an animal. I personally think that should be extended to all animals, but that's a podcast for another day. (laughs) So please... Be gentle with yourself. Be gentle with the people around you. Give yourself and others a little bit of compassion. Allow yourself to feel, process any of the suffering that's happening within you and around you. And cultivate that spark of joy. I, again, to bring it back to what I talked about in the last episode, this spark of hope, of love and joy can truly shift the planet. So we can also send a spark of light and love to the people who are perpetrating some of these atrocities. Because they need compassion too. In fact, that's why they're doing this is for whatever reason, they didn't receive the compassion they needed in their lives and just have to take other, you know, use their power to take other people's power away. So we can have compassion for them too. Because I truly believe we can shift We can shift the situation and we can shift the planet. Thank you all so much for listening. Please rate, review, subscribe, share this episode with someone you love. And I'll be back next time. Love you all so much. Satnam. Namaste.